So if you've got your Bibles there, we're in Joshua, chapter 1. That's in the sort of near the start of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. It's in that part of your Bible. Uh, um, are you excited about the future of your walk with God? Are the, are the best years of your life with God yet to come? Have you ever not been? Have you ever been hit so hard that your faith wavers? Have you ever, have you ever been crushed by a church leader who fell or failed or been part of something that you loved that you're really involved in that ended in, in that kind of faith-threatening crash um, in your life? Um, what about church life when you think about the Australian church? Those of us that have been around for a few decades and some of you have been around for more decades than I have and you remember what church used to feel like and be like and what society was like and, and what it's like now. Is your, what's, your, what's your future hope for the Australian church in this society that we live in here? And, you know, because we've got some aggressive social agendas that are becoming more and more mainstream... Um, against us and it feels like the voice of the church has diminished across our society doesn't not sometimes and and COVID has really kicked the stuffing out of us a bit uh, we, we've done better than than most in at CCW but churches across our country we're back to um, right across our country we're back to like 70 percent capacity but from pre-COVID church has taken a real hit uh, and we feel a little bit deflated um, and flat you know, when, when things are moving towards what you, what, in a favorable way towards God's purposes and you're feeling excited to be part of it and then something interrupts and smashes you. Um, if you've ever felt that, then you've got some empathy for Joshua. Because Joshua has watched God do all these amazing things through Moses across decades. He's been right there with him for nearly all of it and now... Joshua 1.1, 1, 1. after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses is dead. Moses, who for 40 years towered over Israel, their greatest leader. Under Moses, they're rescued from slavery. They're led through the middle of the Red Sea. They're delivered from their oppressors. Under Moses, they survive in the desert for... With food, God sends miraculously every day. They see God's presence visible with them in the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. It's Moses who went up the mountain and brought back the words of God. The people quaked in terror down below. Moses who went in and met with God and came out with his face glowing from within. Moses was the friend of God, their leader. In this long journey from slavery to the edge of their promised land, Moses is the towering figure and now he's dead. Right on the edge of the promised land. In fact, they've just started. They've taken the lands on the east side of the Jordan River. And now when they need their strong leader most, he's gone. And not gone because he'd lived a, life, a long life and then just, um, you know, like finished well. Gone because he was disobedient to God and couldn't see the promised land. Gone because he'd been, he'd been disqualified for what was next. Gone because he'd failed. I remember when Moses um, earlier... The people were grumbling again. And if you've ever been in leadership, you'll understand this. The people were complaining again. This is your fault. 
of leader ours, Moses, because we, we're thirsty and we can't eat. And God provides for the people. He says, Moses, go and just speak to that rock and, I'll, and water will come from the rock. But Moses knows now he's got this thing in his hand, this water that's going to come from the rock. And instead of just providing for the people, instead of just pointing to God and saying, here's our provider, he says what? How long must I put up with your stubbornness or whatever? How long must I struggle with you as a people? And then he whacks the rock and then water comes out. And God says, because you did that, then you never see the promised land. Previously, God had said, you're going to lead these people into this promised land and everything you put your foot on is going to be, I'm going to give to you. But now, because of that disobedience, you can't. So he's gone. So the Lord speaks to Joshua, son of Nun. Here's his first words to Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. And then God says, so it's all over. We tried. Give up. No, he didn't. (laughs) He says this. Moses, my servant, is dead. Verse 2. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you'll be on land I've given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, this is not a new promise. This is a reiteration. It's a restatement. God's purposes are not dependent on Moses. He's not wringing his hands in disaster. What do I do now? Moses is gone. He's just like, Joshua, you're next. Welcome to what I'm doing. Let's go. It's a good reminder for us anytime we're looking at a leader or a preacher and depending on their teaching or their insight or the way they make us feel. Um, don't, don't idolize a leader because, they, um, because one day they'll die or they'll fall away. And leaders are awesome. Follow your leaders. Don't hit me wrong there. <laughs> uh, in as much as they point you to trust God uh, in his ways. It messes with us a bit when our leaders die or fall. Has any of you ever had leaders where your leaders die or fall? Sometimes both. Um, I've learned so much from people like Bill Hybels, Ravi Zacharias, Mark Driscoll in my leadership life, and they've all fallen. Um, and it's a little crushing. You feel like a little part of your foundation just got wobbly. Um, but God's not stopped. So when a leader dies or falls, nothing of God dies or falls. And remember, too, we are none of us indispensable. <laughs> In the whole Old Testament history of Israel, Moses is the towering figure. You read an Old Testament survey or you study theology and you do Old Testament um, you, you will hear this several times. Moses is the towering figure in the history of Israel. Of all the characters across the Old Testament, Moses stands head and shoulders above um, everybody else in the, in the role he played in the formation of this nation. From slavery to a nation that had, that had law, that had a place to meet with God, that had identity, that had land. Moses is that kind of like pinnacle figure. And then he dies and God just goes, next Joshua, you, let's, we're doing this thing. Everywhere you walk. Verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I'll be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Uh, I will be with you. This promise repeats through the Old Testament narrative. To Abraham, I will be with you. 
to Isaac, I'm with you. To Jacob, I'm with you. To Joseph, I'm with you. To Moses, I'm with you. And here to Joshua, I am with you. And to you and I, when we receive our purpose, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, with this commission that we know. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth, Jesus says. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you. Always. Even to the end of working life. No. (laughs) Even to the end of the age. Has God stopped making disciples? Can the death or the fall of a leader stop God from making disciples through you? And through me. Can your divorce stop you from making disciples? Can the death of someone that you knew and loved stop you from making disciples or stop God from making disciples through you? Can illness or weakness or COVID or the government stop his people from making disciples? Is God lessened in any way at all? Is he still God? Is he powerful to move amongst us and move us towards others for his purposes? Is he he still powerful to save and transform the life of everyone who seeks him? Yes, he is. Why? Why? Because we can speak well? Because we know the arguments? Because we are clever? Because we've got great programs? Because we've got um, half great lights in this this building? (laughs) Remember Moses uh, when, in the burning bush when God first calls Moses and he says, Moses, I want you to go down and, and rescue the people from Egypt. And Moses went, oh, I did, I, 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 like that. I, I, can't, I can't, you know. And he stammers and, and, and stutters and struggles and makes excuses. And in the end, God just gets frustrated and goes, Moses, I am with you. And we go, I can't make disciples because I can't even, every time I get tongue-tied or I get nervous, and God goes, ah, I am with you. I can't make disciples because I've disqualified my life because I've got an addiction or there's a sin in my past or I, I hurt somebody or I, I, whatever. I can't even get a working with children's check anymore. I am with you. I can't make disciples because my marriage has fallen apart and I'm being disqualified for some of the behaviors that I had or for whatever has happened to me. God says, I am with you. I can't make disciples because I feel weak and inadequate. I am with you. Do you hear this message from God about what he's doing and what it takes for him to do what he wants to do? Not me, him. Despite me, him. Here's how we do it. God's speaking directly to Joshua. Um, Verse 6 to 9 in Joshua 1. This is gold for us all. Uh, Later on, God's going to give Joshua specific instructions about how to um, get across the Jordan and defeat Jericho and take more of the promised land. But for now, these are general instructions in this new commission that Joshua's got. Moses is dead. Joshua, you're going to lead the people. Um, Here's how you're going to do it. Verse 6. Be strong and courageous. For you're the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. And then there's some more instruction that we'll get to later. And then in 
finished off in verse 9 with this repeat. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Did you hear that? Three times. Why does God repeat himself? He doesn't have a speech impediment. Uh, Why does God repeat himself? Because it's important and because the recipient really needs to hear this. Why does the recipient need to hear be strong and courageous? Because he's freaking out. Um, You lead these people. You take this land, Joshua. Now my purposes are in you. You do this God-sized thing that you cannot do. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. So be strong and courageous. Uh, Why? Because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hmm. Now, you can't have... Well, let's just try this for a second. In your seat, in your own heart, just focus and get more courage. Go, I'm going to be courageous. How, it's hard. You, you can't. What, courage, you, you need mission for courage. You need, you need something that you need to do for courage to, to land, do you not? It's like trying to have faith if you've got no fear. It just, you, 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 to, for courage to work, it's got to be towards something, uh, towards something that's difficult or impossible. There's no courage without mission. So for Joshua... Um, you're going to lead these people to take this land. Be strong and courageous. Now, for us, make disciples. Make disciples who make disciples. Shift people's lives. So they used to be selfish and, and all about what they could get out of life, and now they just want to live for Jesus and be beautiful to other people around them because of the love of God inside them. They're going to be transformed. I want you to do that, Paul and Julie and Jackie. And Ross and Nicole, that's what I want you to do. Make disciples. Transform people's lives. You go, I'll be with you. Be strong and courage. There's no courage without mission. If, if the intent of my life is attainable for me in my humanity, then I am not courageous. If what I plan for tomorrow does not need God, I am not courageous. Neither am I on mission. Because everything that God does needs God. And he can do it through me. And it's going to take faith and it's going to take courage. In fact, God's going to have to say to me repeatedly, just be strong and courageous. Be courageous, be courageous until I hear it. Hmm. So is there a future for us here where more of our lives are surrendered to the purposes of God and where we are, where we are even more loving to others, where we are more content and satisfied and able to help others without needing anything back and where... All of us are braver in inviting others to come and see. And more of us have got friends who have recently found God. And we're all seeing lives transformed and relationships restored and people exchanging selfless, harmful desires for new motives that just want to build others up. This is the promised land. This is the kingdom. 
where God would be, this is revival, where God would be transforming people in his power and his love through us. Despite every obstacle, like God can just part the waters of the sea. Can he save people in Australia? Yes. Can he do it through you? He wants to. So be strong and courageous because he's with us. So that's how it's framed. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. And at the end, be strong and courageous. I'm with you on this mission. In the middle is this sandwich. Verse 7. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Who would like to prosper and succeed in all you do? Hmm. Then you'll be prosperous, successful in all you do. Now, this is not, um, I'm going to read the Bible and then go and charge after my selfish dream and, and use this as a promise from God that if I just study this book, then I can, you know, um, get my holiday house or my Ferrari or whatever it is my, my dream is. This is about mission. Right? God's saying, I want you to take this land because that's the purposes of God. And if you, if you focus on me, Joshua, um, I can't do this without a Kath and Kim reference. You know, that look at me, look at me kind of thing. This is what, really, that's what God's saying here. Joshua, look at me. Look at me. Like, read this. In, um, literally, don't let these words depart from your mouth. Um, does, the NLT messes that up, I think. Anyway. Uh, don't let, that is in talk about this. Proclaim this. Think about this. Like, live on this. Chew on this. Feed this into your soul. God's saying, Joshua, this is going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous. I am with you. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Um, have you seen Shrek, where Donkey doesn't want to cross the bridge? I don't know if you've seen this. And then Shrek stands in front of him and just wobbles it and, and then, you know, keeps the focus on Donkey. And then all of a sudden they're on the other side, even though Donkey's freaking out. That's a good picture for this. If you haven't seen it, you should go and see it. It's a great movie. <clears throat> even if you've got no kids, it doesn't matter. You can still, you know, no one will pick on you. Um, God is saying, if you look at me, we can do this. If, you, if you're on your Facebook feed all day... You're going to miss this. If you're just chewing on the TV, you're going to miss this. But if you look at me, we can do this. It's challenging. speaking to one of our mums this week, a couple of young kids, we're talking about discipleship because she wanted to talk about discipleship, and she says these words, I don't do anything. And we've just spent half an hour talking about her kids and how much she loves them and how hard that is sometimes and how much effort she puts in and where she has to drive and what she has to do in that space and her marriage and the work that that's taken and how she's 
sticking that out and trying, you know what I mean? I don't do anything. I'm like, my goodness. God is awesome in you. You know, this isn't about I'm going to join this program or I'm going to be a preacher or this is just in my life, in my 24-7 life, I'm going to look at Jesus, look at him, look at him. Focus on him and what he wants for you. Love him. Think about him. Talk about um, the, the God's will and ways in your life and love people like that. And... Some of it, you know, scripture memorization used to be a big thing when I was a kid. In fact, I was in a brethren church in Guamadawida. I remember so I got my first Bible as a prize for memorizing 100 memory verses, um, which has been great. It, at the time, it was all in King James, so it wasn't that useful anyway. <laughs> but um, at the time, I didn't even know what I was kind of, but now they're there. And, uh, and more, it's really helpful. If you can memorize scripture, it's better. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because if, that's, if you've got that tape available in your head, if you can think, I know the promises of God. I know what he says. I know what he's impacted me with before. I, I know uh, what God wants for us in relationships. I know what forgiveness looks like and feels like. I know, I know what, um, how bad anger is. I, 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 know, I know what love beyond boundaries is, is like. I've got, these, I've got this truth of God just running around in my head. And when the pressures of life come at us, and they do, and all these other inputs come at us uh, as they do. All we have to do if we've got this tape inside is just turn up the volume. And so it's God's voice. Look at me. Look at me. Because I'm doing something powerful in you and through you. God's at work in us. He's powerful. There's 21 families who come to play group here Thursdays or Friday mornings. Uh, 14 of those families don't yet know Jesus. Uh, we have three volunteers from this church that manage both those groups. Um, Amanda leads those groups, and Liz and Ellison help her. I tried to get Amanda up here to talk about it, and she nearly fainted. <laughs> well, she didn't really. I exaggerate. She freaks out at public speaking. In fact, she says, even before she has to do the little talk and the song at playgroup, she gets so nervous sometimes, she feels nauseous. Um, that's when she goes in to a group of people, most of whom who don't know Jesus and their kids, and sings about Jesus and tells stories about God. Be strong and courageous. So her nerves, I tell that story because God is awesome in Amanda. And her fear doesn't stop her. She just does it afraid. Um, it's like, what, this is what God's saying. Just, I'm with you. I'll be strong and courageous. Uh, she said, this is Amanda's quote, many a conversation has started with, I don't believe in God, but maybe you could pray for me and my family. Um, this is happening here on a Thursday and a Friday morning, and if you want to be part of it, you can. If you're available, Thursday or Friday morning, uh, we'll be down to two volunteers in there soon for both those groups. We would love, and you, grandparent, teenager, like um, single person, you know, whatever. Whoever you are, um, as long as you can get it working with children's check, <coughs> um, you can join us 
in, in just being friends with you. don't, like people are looking after their own kids. All you've got to do is smile and go, that's a lovely kid. Not really. But, you know, you're not responsible for children in that space. We just, you just got to be alongside parents. So if you want to, we would love for you to just join that beautiful work that God is doing. And if you go, I don't know if I could do that, then God's going, hee hee. <laughs> I'm with you. So have a talk to Amanda um, if you, or me if you want to do that, especially because these guys are leaving, losing Kevin. Um, that's, uh, that is their Facebook profile picture. I'm not taking the mickey out of them. They started it. And I did ask permission to put that up. Uh, it's uh, uncanny. Um, so most of you know these guys. They are. God is powerful in these two. Um, God is amazing in Liz and Kevin. They have contributed so much to our community here. We will miss them. Mm. Um, their life group will miss them. Um, Kevin manages all the property stuff around here. We, we will miss him at this uh, facility. Liz has been prayer mentor for um, some of our ladies who have really, really loved that uh, space. She's helped in the kids' areas and continues to do so. And they're leaving. Uh, they're leaving, go to WA to be with their kids. And, um, and we're going to miss them. And God's going to go, yeah, next in my purposes through you here to make disciples. So be strong and courageous because I'm with you. And Liz and Kevin, when you go there, God's going to go, right, you're here now, so be strong and very courageous in making disciples because I'm with you. See, it doesn't have to be uh, playgroup or WA. It just has to be wherever you are. Where's your 24-7 life? Where does it land? What is God asking you to do? And remember, he wants to do in you things that you can't do. You can't do. He can do in calling people to him. So be strong and courageous. I am with you, says God. Focus. Look at me. Read my word. Think on it. Talk about it. Focus on my will and ways. Then your life will prosper in God's purposes. Let's pray. Father, it's hard to us, uh, for us to imagine what tomorrow and next week would look like uh, if you took over. <laughs> if, we, if we trusted you, if we listened to you, if we focused on you, and if we, uh, if we moved where you said, go there. Um, do that, talk to that person, invite that person, love that person. Uh, turn up, encourage that person. I don't know, God, what if... The things that you're calling us to do, Father, we want to be faithful to. Um, we want to be strong. We want, to, we want courage and we want to see your purposes fulfilled in us, in our lives, in our community here, um, in this year. God, move powerfully through us, we pray. Give us strength and courage to trust you and make disciples here. We plead with you in Jesus' name. Amen.